Hello and welcome to Season 3 of the Biobuilder Podcast. I'm your host Zeeshan and my guest today is Lyle Masasengwa. Lyle is currently a high school sophomore. Even though he's still early in his high school career, he has taken the experience in Biobuilder curriculum with his teachers at Dobbin Bennett High School in Tennessee and made the most of it. He's now a Biobuilder student ambassador and also a rockstar entrepreneur. Lyle also has a passion for science, robotics, business and government. In this episode, we'll be exploring how synthetic biology and biobuilder brings it all together. Let's dive right into this episode with Lyle's wonderful introduction. Right now, I am a sophomore at Dobbinsman High School. It's a high school in Kingsport, Tennessee. We're located in East Tennessee, so sort of the Appalachian region. A lot of mountains here. Um, I'm a person person who really appreciates that scenery. Do you get hike too much? Um, yeah, actually, I, I was just camping this weekend. My hair still really? smells like smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that's, I am jealous. How's, how's the weather up there right now? Um, right now, it's it's heating up. It hasn't snowed, and I don't think it's going to snow this entire season, which kind of sucks. I'm a big fan of the snow, but, you know, warm days are coming. I'm not complaining. Do you, do you grow up around Appalachian? So I was actually born in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, and I moved to America when I was maybe four years old. Um, I still visit my home country every other summer. Um, I try to keep in touch with my roots like that. Um, but I've been, I've been living here since, like I said, I was four. So there's a lot of childhood memories here too. Awesome. And, uh, what about you? Do you have any siblings? They go to the same school. I come from a pretty big family. I have two Older siblings, two younger siblings. I'm smack dab in the middle. I thought it's something. Middle child. Yeah, I'm I'm the old child, so I'm sorry I can't relate. <laughs> are they are they all uh, interested in, in science? No, actually, my um, my older sister is the only one who's really interested in science right now. She's um, an engineering student at the University of Milligan. Uh, my brother, he goes to. East Tennessee State University. He's getting his degree in business, marketing, and management. Um, and my two younger siblings, oh, they're still kind of figuring things out. They're in elementary school and preschool. And so you said you're the only one uh, somewhat interested in, in in science. Where did that come from? Um, when when did you first start to feel that oh, the science is something I want to pursue? Um, so I, I first started having a passion for science when I was really young because I would always ask questions. And I know that's sort of the stereotypical um, scenario where a child asks questions and they look for answers. But I truly believe that that, that had a significant impact in my life because when I was looking for answers, I would look at the library and I would say, to the librarian, where can I figure out why animals are different colors from each other? And she would point me to the um, encyclopedia section, and I would I would go to the library maybe every weekend. My parents were kind of sick of me asking them questions, so they were just like, you know what, go to the library and figure it out yourself. <laughs> and that really sparked a lot of the uh, passion I have for science. And tell me a bit more about like your school, what's what's the year like, what the school is known for, uh, and some of the activities, I guess, outside of science that you get up to. So my school, Dobbins Bennett, we are 
one of the most, we are definitely more STEM focused than a lot of the surrounding schools in our region. So we're kind of, um, I would say we're kind of special in that regard. We have a building entirely dedicated to STEM and that's, you know, where I really enjoy spending a lot of my time there. We have state-of-the-art laboratory equipment there. We have um, lots of resources to help students uh, engage in STEM. Outside of school, I am part of um, the Boy Scouts of America, you know, go back to hiking. Um, but yeah, um, in terms of school activities, I am part of the Underwater Robotics Club and I am part of my school's marching band. We're a top 10 band in the nation. So that's the that that Yeah, uh, that was the marching band. And we, oh, I just want to touch back on the underwater robotics. Is that with like Arduino, Raspberry Pi? Yeah, actually, we just, we got some Arduinos in just a few weeks ago. We're building our remote operated vehicle called an ROV for short. And um, we are in our finishing stages. Our ROV right now is almost entirely 3D printed to focus on sustainability and easy manufacturing. That's 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 really, really cool that uh, you're working on these kinds of projects. And are you entering a, a competition or is this... Yeah, you know, science fair? We compete um, with MATE, uh, MATE Underwater Robotics. They organize a competition. Pre-Bible, you've been involved with a lot of different science initiatives um, science and engineering, STEM initiatives, that's called yeah. um, in, in high school already. You, you mentioned the robotics. Uh, what what other activities did you take part in, in you know, grade, like in, in high school so far, other than the robotics? In terms of STEM activities, one of, one of the most unfortunate um, aspects of my scientific career is we don't have a biobuilder club at my school. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> And um, that's um, that's something um, I've been I've been looking to change. I had actually emailed my school's um, um, there are two principals. Um, I had emailed them, and it was a very lengthy and strongly worded email. And they had actually went to my former biology teacher and said, "Hey, do you know Lyle?" She was like, "Yeah." And then they said, yeah, he's the guy who writes strongly worded emails. <laughs> and um, they are looking, however, to implement a BioBuilder Club this upcoming school year. Amazing. I, I told them that it was something that not just me, but my fellow um, students really were looking forward to having. And, you know, I guess it fell on open ears. I'm thankful for that. And I'm sure BioBuilder is as well. When did you get interested in biology or synthetic biology, biotech, lots of names these days, but... Oh, yeah. Um, I would say that I first became interested in synthetic biology in fifth grade. Um, that's it was pretty, pretty early on, I feel like. But there was, a, there was an assignment where we had to describe how animals could adapt to their environment. And... I was wondering how could we, you know, increase the 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 efficiency of that process. Obviously, fifth grade me was not thinking 
in that exact terminology. But I was wondering sort of like, how can we make this go faster? How can we use this? And my teacher, she had told me that, you know, they're actually doing that. You're actually changing biology now. And she had told me about CRISPR and she told me um, a lot of things I didn't understand at the time. But when I first heard that we could change um, the biology of systems around us, um, that was something that I knew I wanted to pursue. And ever since then, um, it's something I've been interested in. When did you hear about BioBuilder? So I was introduced to BioBuilder last year, my first year of high school, um, because they had added part of BioBuilder's curriculum to our curriculum. Um, mainly, it was the Idea Accelerator program that had um, sparked my um, desire to learn more about BioBuilder because that program sort of took what was being taught in biology and applied it to the real world. And that was something that really caught my attention. I was wondering if you could elaborate on that. So let's say your uh, grade 9 and 10 high, uh, biology high school classes. And I'm, I'm just curious, you know, did you feel it was more theoretical? Was there a lot of, you know, textbooks involved? Was, did you, were you just interested in understanding, like, how you were learning about biology um, back then? Um, I would I would definitely say it was more theoretical and based on um, literature. We would read on certain subjects. And, you know, there were a few times we would have um, simulations where we would go on the computer and um, go to a website and, you know, put molecules together and get a visual depiction of what happened. But for the most part, it was you know, retaining information long enough to do well on a test and then sort of phasing it out for new information. But BioBuilder's Idea Accelerator program, it was an entirely new approach where you got to choose an issue that mattered to you. And once you started working on a way to solve that issue, there would always be a next step in compounding that new information you're learning with your previous attempts at solving the problem. So let's say you made a new discovery about a certain system that would go into solving the problem. You could add that on, and then you would understand how that would affect the efficiency of your solution and you know things of that nature. It was more of a continuous process. It was a journey um, as opposed to just you know getting information and putting it back out into the world. I'd love to hear more about the what you worked on, what problem were you interested in solving, or what science were you interested in learning about uh, at the beginning of the accelerator. Um, so what I had really been passionate about was global warming. <laughs> it's sort of one of the... It's, it's not snowing in the mountains. It's, uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah. This is, you know, climate change. One of the it's one of the one of the biggest issues of our generation, I believe. And I was looking at a way to combat this along with me and some of my other friends. And what we had come up with was an organism that would fixate carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Um, and this would be done um, in a gen like a large amount, so, there would be enough surface area 
of the organism acting on the atmosphere to fixate enough carbon dioxide to mitigate the effects of global warming. That's that's really, really cool. And how long was the accelerator program? So the accelerator program, we had spent um, around two months um, starting you know, the research process of what the problem was yeah. and then working on methods to address it using synthetic biology. Uh, our group, though, we worked on the project that we are still presently working on um, for a lot longer. It's been a little over a year since we first started, and we are still working hard on that project. That's, yeah, it's um, the basics of science. It, it takes a while. <laughs> it really does. It, it takes a while. Uh, and what did you get to do um, in the lab? What are some of the techniques you learned? What did a typical day uh, in the lab look like for you? With BioBuilder, one of the uh, most useful skills that I learned was micropipetting. Uh, it's something that I think is maybe overlooked. It's such a simple skill, but it's one that you use so often. Learning how to do it properly is very important to ensuring the accuracy and efficiency of your work in the lab. We did a lot of micropipetting with the You That Smell lab. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> You know, I'll tell you right now, you, that smell <laughs> across the entire building, but it was definitely something I really enjoyed doing. No, that's, it's, it's a very simple thing, but it, it's, once you get the simple stuff right and down perfect, that's, you know, the foundation of any experiment, right? And even at university, I found myself making these small, even like one microliter, 0.5 microliters. That counts at the end. It really applies at the end. So nice. And do you think, you know, being part of the accelerator program and getting to work um, on some biobuilder projects helps you develop as a scientist? I would absolutely agree. It. I'll let me try to articulate the impact that it's had on me as a scientist has shown that issues exist outside of the lab. The reason that we are in the lab is to solve a problem that exists out there in the real wor world. And um, the BioBuilder Idea Accelerator program really emphasized that because that's one of the um, that's one of the highlighting features of it. You get to choose to work on an issue that matters to you. And once you have that passion, I feel like conducting your own research and being in the lab is a lot easier. It feels a lot less tedious and there's a lot more meaning behind what you're doing. And that's something that I don't think you can really learn at a school. It's something you have to experience. And I think BioBuilder provides that experience. I, I couldn't agree more. And in year 10, do you have a general range of subjects or like science to science and um, you have you know, geography, et cetera. Do you still have like physics, chem, bio, that separation or not yet? We do. We do have okay. that. Okay. So what are some of the subjects you're taking now? Um, right now I am taking honors trigonometry and pre-calculus because as you know, math is very, you know, goes hand in hand with science. Yeah. Um, I'm also taking um, AP government, which is a class I personally find really interesting because um, when it comes to biology or science in general, 
there are certain restrictions in place with what you can do and what you can't when conducting experiments. And so understanding the processes behind how those restrictions and regulations are made is, it's really interesting, I, I think. And kind of on a similar note, I'm taking a, I'm taking an introductory class to business and marketing just because, you know, as you said, there's a lot of economic influence with biology. Then I'm taking pre-AP English, you know, just got to get that one out of the way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then I'm taking a class called AP Seminar, which is where you learn to conduct research, um, understand the lines of reasoning of authors in, uh, in their articles, and how to properly cite sources in APA format, um, how to understand and analyze statistics. So it's also very applicable to science and biology. So the last two questions is, I want to ask you, for the rest of the year, what, what are some of your plans? So of course, you've got a lot of classes that you're taking. Um, hopefully the BioBuilder Club is gets up and going. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have planned? What are the more robotics competitions? Um, are you thinking about mixing robotics and biotech? Because there's a lot of stuff happening there. Um, it has crossed my mind. <laughs> um, so the, the project that, um, I started with the ideal accelerator program has sort of become the framework for a, a startup company that me and the original people were working on. It's called chemosynthetic cooling or CSC for short. And we plan on doing a lot of expansion um, when we attended the East Tennessee State University Symposium for the bioeconomy, um, Natalie Coldell was there, um, a few other representatives from BioBuilder were there. And when we attended that, we ended up being able to do some useful networking. And we are beginning to communicate with um, laboratories in our region to to use and try to get our product or our project <laughs> off the ground. Uh, we plan on doing a lot more research, understanding the implications of having an airborne bacteria in the atmosphere. I mean, you know, COVID itself, you know, that wasn't very fun. So who wants another? Tell me a bit more. I know we just have a few minutes left, but I'd love to uh, learn a bit more about, about, it's called chemosynthetic cooling. Cooling. There we go. How did this idea come about? Um, it's I know you mentioned from the idea accelerator, and I guess it started there uh, during the BioBuilder um, program. Oh, that's so exciting! So, yeah, this BioBuilder program. You've got your Arduino robotic skill set, and your friends from um, obviously high school coursework. Instead of combining the two, um, and what what is the sort of if you have to say like the one sentence the goal of this startup? What is the goal? What is the problem you're trying to solve? Our motto is engineering a brighter future that we are um, attempting to do. Obviously, like I said, global warming, kind of a big problem today. And um, our goal is to mitigate the effects of global warming through reducing the amount of overall greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Perfect. And there is, I presume, do you guys have a website up or some article up on the internet right now? Or that, you know, we the actually, check out? 
um, in terms of in terms of having something publicly available, it's very very limited right now because all of the work we've conducted, we want to make sure it is as refined as possible before. Of course, yeah. Opening it up to the public. We are working, however, on making a website. One of the people on our team, his skill set is specifically coding. So we were actually talking to him not too long ago about getting a website up and running, getting a domain purchased, yeah. things like that is, I mean, it's definitely something we're looking into right now. Perfect. So I'm, I'm sure once that's up, it's, it'll be up on Bibler. So that that's really, really exciting. And last question I want to ask is, what is your advice to anyone currently, you know, in middle school or high school interested in synthetic biology and, and Bible? Where, where should they get started? I would say that if you have the opportunity to join a biobuilder club, do it. I mean, just do it. I mean, um, <laughs> it's something that I think everyone can benefit from, even if they aren't specifically looking into synthetic biology. Um, the skill set you can gain in terms of just understanding concepts and approaching things scientifically is something that you can apply um, everywhere in your life. But if you are looking specifically for synthetic biology, biobuilder clubs are a great place to start. Um, the biobuilder website also has resources that you can share to your teachers, you know, show them some of the programs biobuilder offers, and maybe your school can implement that into their curriculum. I think there's a lot biobuilder has to offer and it's very accessible. So take advantage if you can. Thanks once again to Lyle for joining me today. Our conversation was truly insightful and inspiring. One particularly thought-provoking point that Lyle made was saying that the role of the lab is to solve a problem that exists in the real world. And it was inspiring to hear about Lyle's climates and bio startup and how he's using his passion for science and technology to make a positive impact in the world. No such thing as too young to start. I feel this episode will be very useful to students interested in learning more about BioBuilder as well as anyone wanting to learn more about the important problems that young minds are working on today. If you'd like to learn more about anything Lala and I discussed today, please refer to the show notes. Join me for the next BioBuilder podcast. We'll welcome another wonderful guest whose career has been influenced by BioBuilder's life-changing science. See you next time.